0: PFT Media.
1: Thank you so much for checking out scotch and good conversation i am your host my name is peter sitting across from me on the blue sofa is nobody we are smack dab in the middle of a pandemic still <laughs> but calling in from philadelphia uh tom may how are you sir thank you for calling i appreciate it
0: hey thanks for having me stuck chat
1: I don't even remember. I think I reached out to you on Twitter. We've been going back and forth. Coronavirus, life is confusing. Somehow you, through the magic of technology, are, are in my recording board. I don't know if you've listened to the podcast at all. These are three things that I know about you. Uh, first, and, first thing is you, you have a podcast of your own, and i'm sort of jealous because you're like really good at podcasting like i mean you do this other thing with the band and we'll, we'll cover that later this latest episode i think it came out like two days ago you talked to a ufo slash paranormal researcher I, are, are you yeah. a guy who believes in that because i don't know if i could sit I, and i believe in it kind of but i he seems smart and I, I have a tendency of being silly and i probably would have pissed him off and you did a really good job talking to him
0: <laughs> yeah well thanks uh for saying that about the podcast it's uh We spent so much time, you know, backstage and in bars and on tour buses just talking to random people out in the world that uh, I'd gotten really into podcasts when they kind of first were becoming popular and I just wanted to do one of my own. So I figured I'd take these conversations and kind of just put them down to tape so I could listen to them later and it's fun to just have people to to. But yeah, I I talked to uh, this guy, Stan Gordon. He's one of the... um, Longest-running UFO paranormal researchers in the world. He's been doing it for you know fifty or sixty years, and it was really cool to talking. To it's funny that you say, "Do, do you believe in that stuff?" Because it's kind of like that's kind of like a, a loaded question in the sense of like, "What about <laughs> if you believe in?" You See, know? I like, know, you know I know what I'm doing. You you go go so I'm no monkey here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are are you that guy? I mean, did did you search him out, or did you go? You know, hey, he seems interesting. Because I'll talk to anybody who just oh, seems interesting. Is-
0: yeah, well, for sure, we'll talk to anybody that's interesting, especially if I'm interested in it. i yeah, been super yeah. interested in uh, specifically the UFO phenomenon for many years since I was a kid. Uh, I've read a lot of books on the subject and, and talked to a lot of folks about it. And just uh, kind of was one of those things where I was like, all right, I have a podcast. I'm just going to email this guy, check myself up a little bit, and see if he wants to chat on the show. Because you know, it's oftentimes that stuff stays stays so insular to its own community that it becomes almost like a you know like a circle jerk itself, yeah, yeah, yeah. where people just get so far down the rabbit hole that Taking it and putting it into a, a venue where people aren't super familiar with, it kind of you know brings a little bit of normalization and brings a little bit like uh, like a cursory uh, take on it instead of like going way out there.
1: What's the name of your podcast? Because well, I know, but tell the kids.
0: Uh, it's called Future Friday.
1: It's it's really good. Do you plan on like just keep and pumping them out as long as you can? I mean, you're, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I've got a
0: couple recorded that are going to be coming out. Uh, I also one of my favorite parts about doing it, as opposed to the fact that you know my entire career, creative career, has been as a musician with uh, some other people, and we kind of have our thing that we worked worked very hard on all these years. But, the, but one of the fun things about the podcast is that the format can be completely open and it can be whatever I want. You know, it doesn't really it doesn't make any money, but it does not cost me. Uh, very much, so I can have a creative outlet that's completely detached from music that I can just do basically whatever the fuck I want. So we get we're it's, getting into some weird shit later this year.
1: It's really like a little bit of an art form, and I didn't. and I hate this because I mean I sound like I'm pumping myself up, but you know it, it's <laughs> it's well, I mean, it's it, it's not easy. Like there's a grind to it, especially if you're putting them out like week after week, and and I I do another podcast on top of this one. And, you know, and, and this is my job, and I love it. I'm not I'm not complaining about the grind at all. You know, I, I've I've sure. had I've had horrible jobs, and this is easy. I'm I'm sitting in a spare bedroom. I've got a scotch sponsor. You know, I've got a beer sponsor, and I make a teeny little bit of money. Um, so you, yeah. life is pretty good. For, and I'm t- I, I get to talk to cool people. Uh, but you have another job. You're in in I mean you're in a popular band. Tell the kids what you do and who the band is.
0: Uh, so I play guitar and uh, sing in a band called the a um, p- punk band from here in Philadelphia.
1: I um I, when I announced you were coming on the show i I've got I only the only bigger response I got was when I announced that Brian Baker from Bad Religion. <laughs> I, I still can't believe I had him on my podcast. I really can't. It still yeah, kind of freaks me out a little bit. Uh, yeah,
0: it's pretty flesh man. He's a great guy. We've uh, been fortunate enough to tour with him a couple times and he's always been. Really fucking cool, and he lives up here. I believe in, he's in uh, Jersey, in Asbury Park. Or yeah. He's there now. So, yeah, yeah. We we, we uh, have some of the same friends and being around and shit. Really cool fucking guy.
1: How old a young man are you? I, I think you're younger than I am. I'm guessing.
0: I'm uh, 33. Okay, so we're all about the same age.
1: <laughs> well, he, he's. I think he's a couple years older than me. I'm 52. So I'm just desperately yeah. trying to hold on to my punk rock credentials and I never really had them to begin with. I mean, I've, I, I've been to some shows <laughs> and, I, you know, I might've moshed once or twice. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I always say I know a little bit more about music than your average cat. Uh, your new record that came out, uh, it was newish came out last year right now. Would you still be touring or would you be home?
0: Uh, we would be, I would actually be just getting home from a tour like today. Yeah. Uh, we were meant to be in Europe this entire time when the coronavirus, uh, really started when we really started to take like social action against the coronavirus of lockdowns, we were in Australia and we had to rush back.
1: Did you rush back from Australia? Is that that a thing? Yeah,
0: we we did. We had to rush back. It was, uh, we had to fly much uh, earlier than we anticipated. We had, we were able to play all of our Australian shows. That's great. So actually the day after our last Australian show, they made it; it would have been illegal to have the show. So we were there. We were like, "All right, well, we have one more day that we could do this." So we did it. Uh, cancelled the New Zealand leg, and then we cancelled a U.S. leg for when we got home. Yeah, cancelled a European leg. Oh. We, had, we we would be touring on that record still right now, but as uh, it's you know as you can imagine,
1: cancelled. Yeah, I I'm sorry, man. I mean, it's it's gotta be like that last really? show must have been super bittersweet because I mean, I, I I'd like to think you didn't think you know, hey, maybe we'll be out of this for a couple, two, three months or something, and everything, we'll, we'll figure out a way to tour, but... Um, yeah,
0: it was, the entire uh, experience of that last show was very surreal. The entire Australian thing was surreal because the political perception at the time, mm-hmm. you know, the, one of the, to me, one of the most bizarre and fucking tragic things about this uh, entire, you know, public health crisis is the polit- politicalization of facts and, like, notion and people, like taking the worldview and making it align with, it's, you know, it's bizarre as hell. But while we, when we first got there, a lot of the Australians thought that the coronavirus was like a, um, a, like a fear mongering spin thrown on because they're, a lot of their media is owned by kind of more right-leaning place that I guess is more apt to do that. So when we were taking physical precautions, when we got there, people kind of looked at us like we were crazy. You know, they weren't into the elbow greeting, uh, which we thought would be normal instead of, now, where you just can't get near anybody. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that last show that we played, was, uh, it was very much like we were wondering whether or not it was a responsible thing to have the show. And at the same time, a lot of people there were like, what are you talking about? Why would you cancel? It was it was a real bizarre place to be in. Are
1: you, yeah. are you talking to the dudes in the band or are they taking a little vacation? Which, I mean, kind of in a weird way, must be sort of a little nice, kind of, sort of, you know, maybe a little... Yeah, yeah, it's kind of nice in the sense that
0: I'm able to get into a routine at home for the first time in like 15 years, you know, uh, for this long. Yeah. So we got a garden at this place, which has been pretty fucking wild to see. That's the first time I've ever. You grew a that. cucumber, being able to cook every
1: day. Is, yeah, it, I grew it,
0: tons of cucumbers. They're, they're beautiful. Control,
1: you beautiful. You grew a beautiful <laughs> cucumber, man. We grew t- oh, some tomatoes, you. and we were afraid to eat them. Like uh, we, we, I, I threw a couple in my neighbor's yard because I don't like Jeff, and, and uh, uh, we we ditched the whole plant. A whole plant. Uh, but yeah, congratulations yeah. on a cucumber. Was it delicious? Was it everything you thought it would be? Was it worth the wait?
0: Yeah, it's incredible. They worth the win. It's crazy how fast they came. We pickled some. We've been tossing them up in salads. Um, we got the whole thing going. It's great. I'm gonna eat one tonight. But uh, yeah, things like that has been nice. So we we do talk to the band and us. We, we talk every day. You know, we uh, adopt. We worked on a very cool project that I can't, unfortunately, can't uh, announce right now. But we'll be able to announce it very soon that we've been working on. And we're basically wrapping up, and it's just all kinds of opportunities that we kind of made for ourselves as soon as we got back. We got back. We waited the 14 days after the hellish uh, nightmare yeah. through, like, a bunch of international airports. And then we were like, okay, we can't let this time go to waste. We can't just uh, wallow. Um, you know, we all live in, 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 like, small row homes down here in South Philly. It was, like, a very bizarre situation to be afraid of your neighbors and your neighbor's afraid of you, that kind of shit. So we kind of just really dove in as best we could. Now we're trying to make some plans to, to um, make up for the rest of the year. So, How
1: yeah. was
0: feeling- so, that, You
1: know, it kind of brought us closer. How's how's Philly doing? Because I I talked to a like a dude who does uh, producing and like he he's like a hip hop dude. Like I don't I don't understand that world. He's way cooler than I'm. His name is uh, Two Hundred Records a Day. <laughs> His name is 200 records a day. Like he's super cool. That's his name. That's what he goes that's, by. And I, I didn't know what the call is. you want him. to set yourself up, that's a pretty, pretty fucking cool yeah, name to take. <laughs> and he, his whole thing was he, he tries to make like 200 records a day. He's just, he's a madman who just lives in his little beat lab. And he produced again, uh, but he lives up in Philadelphia, and he he was up like in the heart of it. And I had to like talk him down. I was like, "You can't go out, man. You stop it. Stop. Stop hanging out on your on your on your porch. Stop talking to other kids. You, I need you in the world. You're interesting. Is is, have things settled down? I I don't know. Orlando's a hot mess. Florida's a hot mess. We have a dumb uh, governor.
0: Yeah, things have gotten much better
1: in Philadelphia. It was really
0: bad for the coronavirus at first, and now it is one of three states that have had a steady forty. four day decline, I believe. Um, Good. you know, nationwide, the, 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 mortality rate is down like 92% or something like that. Uh, you know, things are, are getting crazy in Florida and, and, Texas seemingly. And it's, you know, the news is saying one thing, but at least here in Pennsylvania, that the dissonance between how bad it was early
1: to yeah. now
0: is much better. We, uh, we had a, our governor was very calm and like, um, the people for the most part in Philadelphia, uh, you know, we followed the things that they said would protect us. And, uh, it became culturally very uh, uh, apt, you know, to, to wear masks and keep social distancing, uh, things that they had closed. The city is still behind the rest of the state on uh, different, like, reopening measures. But it's hard because we're in, like, you know, like a four-year-old city. Yeah, uh, Everything was built very tiny. Like, you know, the, I, the streets are extremely small. The houses are on top of each other. The restaurants are smashed together. So it's really kind of... A, living on top of each other situation. So we've uh, definitely doing our best here though. It's, it's getting a lot nicer. The parks are back open. Just Good. Playing. Good. Um, there's, uh, they're shutting down some streets so that the restaurants can use the street to have Good. tables outside. Like it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty like uh, yeah, it's a great thing after all this time.
1: I'm, i uh, I'm I'm afraid. i live in i i I normally like this podcast is about how much i love my city normally like up until the last couple weeks when i got to call talk to cool people which i gotta
0: say i fucking love orlando man that's one of my favorite cities in the uh we got stuff
1: we we have like things but but it gets shadowed out by like disney and universal and those are great things like Uh, you know but we, we we've got stuff You know, we got art and music and culture. Some of our biggest
0: shows in the country are in Orlando. Some of our best shows in the country are in Orlando. It's been that way for 10 years. It's uh, it's an awesome place. Some of my favorite friends I've met were all from Orlando. I was like, oh, cool
1: i uh, i have it in my notes here on uh, june 10th 2018 you were at the rainforest cafe don't go there man there's better <laughs> restaurants
0: <laughs> oh god i love the rainforest cafe it's so funny that i did, it's, I
1: did it, go there. it's yeah. dumb it, it, and i i don't i've been there once but is the food good like i or is it just like a rainforest i get it like no, it's, it's, it's fun horrible but it's like
0: it's like a it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like on a ride inside a restaurant for whatever reason from when i was a kid Probably like, I don't know, seven, eight, uh-huh. ten years old. I had like, a, I just loved Rainforest Cafe because of like a, the vibe that I was in there. So it's become, you know, it's half a joke and it's half serious. Yeah, I, 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 I get it. I get a uh, a glass. I'm actually holding a Rainforest Cafe <laughs> glass.
1: <laughs> it, it's a big like tooled uh, glass? Atlantic City.
0: Okay. I didn't yeah, realize it was I, a
1: chain. That makes it worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's my, one, it's my one novelty glass. I love it.
1: Well, next time you're in town, email me and I'll send you to some, like, not Rainforest Cafe. Thanks. Um, yeah, number- you can send me some
0: theatrical uh, uh, restaurant complete with, like, <laughs> mid-meal lightning storms. I'm, I'm in.
1: Okay. I, I, and near the venue probably is also really important. I, I, I get that also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thing number two I know I know about you is you visit Walter White's house and pissed off the people who live there?
0: Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we did. We did do that. You know, what's really sucked about that was that I hadn't watched it at the time. So I, I was, like, late to Breaking Bad. I didn't, uh, you know, jump. I just didn't – don't watch that much serialized TV. I mean, I, I definitely loved the shit. It It's one of my favorite shows of all time. But when we went to his house uh, in Albuquerque, I wasn't a fan of the show. So I kind of just was like –
1: You just visited a house. But of
0: course, yeah, <laughs> everybody – in, the, in there's, like, a – yeah, right? There's a, a van pulls up with, like, ten – scraggly people like beers and tattoos just get out and start fucking around and the people will
1: not suck. i noticed there's cones out front someone bought that house i wonder yeah. if they knew like what they were getting themselves into it's got to be annoying right. like it's, it's you know because you got yeah, to keep your yard nice and you you know i don't i I mowed my yard a couple of days ago, and I'm like, I'm not doing this for another two weeks. Like, I'm done. It's hot, you know, and I don't give uh, a yeah, shit anymore. The, the coronavirus lives outside. Why should I have to mow the lawn? But,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, nobody's getting a haircut. Why you got to mow the
1: lawn? No, uh, no, uh, no reason. I, I'm, uh, grass? You, you're a challenged, or you just shave your head?
0: Uh, I shaved my head for years now, up until uh, corona started. So now my hair, is. I'm, I'm going like full burning.
1: Do you, do, like, you uh, do you do you have hair? Four inches on the side. But do you? Uh, you yeah. it's so dull, man. I'm mad at you. Why am I talking to you? So you have a full head of hair, but you shave your head because I want hair so badly. No, 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 no. no. Okay, I'm, all, I'm right. Bald as fuck, all right, I'm all right. Bald I like you again. again. Okay. But...
0: Uh, I have like a whole crown, you know, like a, yeah. all, the, all the hair on the back and the sides and shit real long. So you letting it go? Are it's
1: you? Like a, did you just like? Yeah. Deeped, is there a significant other in your world, and she's okay with that, or he, they're they're okay yeah, with that?
0: Yeah, I haven't. I haven't had any hair for so long that she she thinks it's fun to like touch it and see it all <laughs> like sticking on my like hat did, did
1: did did she meet you before the uh, the shaving of the head? So, or did she meet you like when you were shaved head boy?
0: So I went bald when I was probably, I was still in high school when I started to go bald. You and me both, man. Yeah, yeah, it sucks, right? Uh, So it was, it was gone. So she's known me since it's been gone, but I wasn't shaving it regularly uh, until like two or three years ago. So she she saw it when it was just a a bald scum for the most part.
1: If if you listen to the podcast a little, like at the end of last year, I announced I wasn't going to cut my hair at all this year. Like just not, like I just, I just wanted to do that. But uh, how's it going? It, like I did it like January twentieth. <laughs> like, I got my hair. My wife's like, no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you, you look like an insane person. So uh, That's I, I, um, I, I want. I just want hair one more time. I, I I'm, I'm not. I'm not asking for a miracle, but I just want to know what it's like. I, I enjoyed hair and I don't want to be bald anymore. Um, <laughs> this is dude, an, go, um, go for it, man. Let the, let the, the yeah, dude, out, you know? I, I, there's, there's my wa- my wife, I need her so much. Like I would be homeless without her. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, uh, not worth it. Thing, thing number three, <laughs> yeah. I know about you is, uh, you, did you still do jujitsu? Jiu-j- I can't even say the word jujitsu, the karate.
0: Yeah, uh, no, no, uh, jujitsu and Muay Thai. So, okay, um, do
1: you still do that? Kind of Is... the
0: two. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, You're so, insane! It was, well, I, I saw the
1: black and blue marks. were not able to do it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. So that kind of goes away after the capillaries um, towards the surface of your skin smashed up enough. And and, you destroy and, and, them. To kind of just stop. That. <laughs> yeah, they just don't. This doesn't happen anymore. But uh, because of coronavirus, cannot be so healthy. close to other people. Yeah, yeah you can't be rolling around
1: it, with uh, another dude. Uh, it, it, it yeah you can can't get in that. No, it, is that hard? It, it didn't do a uh, uh, Anthony berdine do that? Like can he get all strapped and cool?
0: Yeah, Anthony Bourdain did did Bourdain. Do, Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as i know. Yeah, uh, or Bourdain, uh, Yeah, Perdine. Uh yeah, it's a, it's a really cool it, it's an in, it, it incredibly cerebral uh sport and when going in I didn't anticipate that at all. So it's a it, it's very 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 interesting, very mindful. You have to kind of pay attention to what every single part of your body is doing at once. It's kind of like, there's like an element of body chest to it. There's yeah. a lot of like um, subtle things that you do to try to trick the other person. And what, what's cool about Jiu Jitsu also is it's, the, it's kind of the only martial art where you can utterly destroy and defeat your opponent without injuring them. So they, there's no striking.
1: That's nice. Um,
0: so you are, it's just like a submission grappling based off of it's
1: like, like a, violent yoga. It's like old yeah.
0: It is, yeah, very much like yoga. It's really <laughs> cool. But I've been more into the uh, uh, Muay Thai recently, um, last year or so, which is like a Thai boxing. It's oh, like you're a, you're a crazy person. Striking. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you guys like oh, kick each other gym, and shit, and like, oh, you're a crazy yep. person. Are you like, are you like yeah. super healthy? Like, are you like you're in great shape? Because I want to do that. I want to be super healthy. Should I do this? If you do it, you'll. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call myself super healthy, but you kind
0: of have to be healthy to do it, or you can't. Keep up, you know, and if you just do it enough, you're very
1: active. Yeah, so
0: I would say, hope you, yeah, uh, average, average American, maybe. You
1: know? but, <laughs> then you're you're average rock star. Why yeah, I don't you? know what we're <laughs> really saying much, but you can beat up most yeah, of the rock totally, stars.
0: <laughs> yeah, I recommend. It. I, I even think of this part of it that's like, um, it, it, it is so ingrained in our, our, you know, essence as humans, like we evolved to fight for so long, uh, for you know, hundreds of thousands of years however long humans have been around with like two or 400,000 years.
1: I can see so that. I think that
0: it, it kind of feels really good to fight with someone, especially when you don't have your emotions attached to it. It's very, yeah, it's like a, uh, not cathartic, but you know, just something just seems right
1: about, especially it. when really cool. I'm assuming when there's an understanding, you know, I, I don't want to fight anymore. Like I'm done. Like, and okay, and you, you hug each other, and you, you know you you. Oh yeah. Yeah. That that. Yeah. I, th- I could. There's
0: s- nothing personal about it. I like- could
1: see myself being into this, but I don't want to touch other humans normally under normal circumstances, <laughs> a- and and it sounds hard. I don't know. Like I, I I've been exercising for a while, and, and uh, I, I I'm intrigued by it. Check back with me in in a yeah. year and see if if the 53 year old Peter is doing that
0: uh real quick yeah, I, I actually know some people down in orlando i can uh I hook you up with them
1: i i I, know, I i've talked to a guy who runs a uh a, 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 like a dojo or a gym or something and i'm worried about his ears cool. his ears look terrible they're they're are, are, are your <laughs> ears <laughs> all right? are you? yeah yeah, I'm, I, yeah my,
0: looked, my ears are fine he looks I've like he's been beat any, up like, a lot uh, tournament competitions okay right. yeah he, he we wear headgear and
1: stuff. He's um I mean he's the, like the toughest guy I've ever talked to. He used to uh, uh repossess planes. He's, he he got good stories. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a crazy what? person. I'm literally afraid he's of him.
0: Of <laughs> I never thought that someone, uh, you know, I never really thought about how someone has to have that job, especially he, in Florida. That was his job. Uh, so <laughs> he he <laughs> repossessed amazing. planes. Uh, um, wow, it was
1: repo man! Re, re, yeah, absolutely. Without the soundtrack, um, uh, and people would actually like sabotage the planes so you couldn't repossess them. Um, th- three things, wow. real quick. Don't overthink this. Top three bands, singer-songwriters, or musical performers in your world right now, as you sit there in Philadelphia. Go.
0: Oh uh, well, they have to be in Philadelphia? No, no, no. Anywhere situation? in the world.
1: There was no wrong answer. Oh, Anywhere.
0: Okay. So right now, for me, I've been listening to a shit ton of uh, Explosions in the Sky. Okay. Which is like an instrumental kind yeah, of yeah, rock band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. um, I was listening a lot to um, Julian Baker recently. That's mm-hmm. like a singer songwriter artist that I, I, you know, we've played with and I us do a lot, but never really dove head first in until recently. And also, uh, I've been listening to DJ Shadow. Oh, solid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind That's of a... a revisit, yeah.
1: You could, you're a vinyl guy. Did yep. I see a lot of records someplace in your in your house? You got a, like a shit ton of records? Yeah. 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 Good
0: for you. Yeah, I got a bunch of records. I'm not, not, I'm not like, uh, you know, obsessed with it or anything, but I have a, a lot of records that I like, and I really like to listen to them a lot.
1: Good, good. I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm cool. proud of being the younger generation who who is into vinyl. I'm I'm very I'm proud. I, I it sounds so like old old man. I'm very proud of you. I'm happy you're in the vinyl. Good, please. Thank, <laughs> consider doing. Yeah, half the records we sell uh, at shows are
0: vinyl. That's so, very cool.
1: Yes, good. Very cool. Uh, yeah. the second second thing, one thing that you endorse, for instance, I endorse the um, God damn it, I can't remember the name of it. I've said it like a hundred times. The Radius toothbrush. And they don't pay me anything. I just want them to send me a case. And I'm hoping like one day a case of toothbrushes will show up. Because it's a quality toothbrush. It's a party in your mouth. There's a right-handed version. There's a left-handed version. Got a super big, damn. big head on it. Like it, it's it's like an inch and a half long by about, probably like a three quarter inch wide. So it, it gets up in your gums. It's it's a celebration of cleanness in your mouth. Radius toothbrush people if you want to send me a case I've been talking about it for a while. So something in your world that uh, it, the world needs to know about it could be a grooming product, it could be a particular guitar brand, it could be uh, uh, somebody who makes t shirts something that you want uh, the world to know about through my super popular, super powerful podcast Go. Damn, uh, that's a tough <laughs> one. There's so many fucking things. Uh, Restaurants, okay, right now, anything. I'm
0: learning a new uh, digital uh, audio uh, works. I'm learning a new piece of software that has some kind of like a hardware component that you could have if you want, but it's a company from Germany called Ableton,
1: okay? And they oh, make
0: yeah. uh, uh, and so they make Ableton Live, which is the DAW that I've been learning recently, and I endorse the shit out of it. I wish I learned it ten years ago. It is a, it's like Pro Tools and Logic and all those um, DAW software, but it's non-linear. So you actually, it's for me, for songwriting, it's fucking perfect. Instead of starting from second zero and going to minute four you know, and building the song that way, you build it in pieces, and then you can move the pieces around to structure the song uh, the way that you want to. So if you're like, oh, this is a verse chord progression that I have, you build that, and you can move it along uh, modularly Instead of linearly, and it is uh, it's it fucking fantastic. It's so cool. I endorse the shit out
1: of that. Perfect. Uh, last yeah. thing. And it's Usually,
0: I think there's a free version of it too, which is pretty cool. it's pretty
1: bad. Right. Yeah, it it sounds complicated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but if you're if you're a musician, yeah, it's, it, it sounds perfect. It's you very know. Shit. and, and yeah, here's, yeah. here's what I like. I'm I'm excited about like I'm trying to be like a glasses half full type guy. And with, with the coronavirus, there's creative people like like yourself and and, and your band and um, who are h- stuck home like with time on their hands. And I'm excited about the explosion that's going to come out of this of creativity and music and art and and uh, f- hopefully films. Yeah. No one no one's making films. It makes me sad. You know. Uh, the, uh, I think
0: there's be cool animation and shit. I already know some people who have uh, uh, repurposed old films that they made. So news, I think there's, yeah, there's going to be a, a, a huge supply of great quality, you know, shit that makes it, that helps us get through all this.
1: I, I'm I'm going to say something, unpopular opinion. Uh, I'm really mad mm-hmm. at, at Apple television right now because we, we watch a lot of films. And have you noticed, I don't know if you're an Apple TV guy, have you noticed, anyone listening, that all of a sudden popular films are 19.99 to rent? Like, I don't, I can go. I can go to the movies. I can go around the corner. You know, I'm sure they need help. It used to be like $7.99 for a new film. Apple TV, get your shit together. I know they're listening to me. Uh, last thing, they're definitely listening. They got their tentacles out here.
0: It's uh, definitely being
1: gleaned by some uh, supercomputer. Peter's like, pissed. Peter's angry. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my whole, all my, my podcast is pulled off off Apple. Yeah, uh,
0: that's gonna be read back to you in 25 years when you're standing in front of the AI judge.
1: <laughs> that's really sad that's frightening is what it is um yeah. last of these three things as a, a gentleman who who makes art as someone who's been around the world seen uh, great things you've been on I, i've seen you on, on pyramids in mexico and you were just in australia <laughs> and you you have adoring fans who enjoy your product what's one thing that you can give to me as an older person, as a 52-year-old guy in a spare bedroom who was making this little podcast on a MacBook that that was what he bought like 15 years ago, what's a piece of advice you can give me to improve the quality of my life? Please, and thank you.
0: Sure. I mean, that's kind of a, that's a heavy one, but that's my my first one, I guess I'll just follow that. I think that um, the one of the, the key parts of what you said Bridging uh, that, that difference that exists between me being younger or this generation compared to the way that you're looking at it i think that not only is the shift cyclical but a lot of the things that differentiate that create that differentiation aren't actually real i think that even when it comes to me observing what some of the, like the quote-unquote kids are doing now uh it musically and um culturally live shows and the art that they're making a lot of the the same themes are continually coming back and a lot of the same experiences are being expressed in new ways and in different ways, but it's kind of all the same thing over and over again. So I always like, every time I think that I don't understand something that is happening, the younger is something that I think I couldn't have been a part of, of something that happened later for me. I just realized that it's kind of the same thing. So it's like um, boundaries uh, or, or let's say obstacles don't necessarily exist in the same way. And you could probably get a lot of the same shit from, some um novels and art that was made a thousand years ago uh, as you can for something that's made today and the same thing goes for those 20 year gaps okay people are still talking the same way about intimacy in the same way about authority in the same way about um uh uh, observing the natural world or whatever way you want to take it so i guess uh kicking down those doors maybe clearing those cages is one thing that that might be helpful i mean it's been really fucking helpful for me i'll say
1: Kicking down door, doors and clearing cages. I absolutely love it. My, my wife and I, I mean, we, we've been sort of trapped in a house for four or five yeah. months, like everybody else. Like I, I everybody's yeah. going through this whole thing together collectively, hopefully, you know, in the sense that hopefully you're not going out and running around and going to Walmart. Um, and and we all we both have our moments like where we go the world is ending and i gotta get out and i you know i need to get brunch i need brunch i need brunch so badly i I need someone to bring me an eggs benedict and i need a a, a mimosa and i i need (laughs) a a, a pitcher of iced tea at my table now please i'm I'm going crazy and and she'll talk me down or i'll talk her down and we remind each other that this has happened before that this you know All this has happened at some point before and people live through it. And at some point there's an end to it, you know, and if we look towards that end, try to make the best possible decisions we can, hopefully, I think we're all going to be okay. I I don't know. And we could learn from our past. You, You nailed that. You, you you're the smartest person I've ever had on the podcast. Question number <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> sure. You're, you were assigned a task to ask me two questions. Now's your chance to ask me the first of the two questions, please. And thank you.
0: All right. Yeah. So this is a two-parter for the first one. I want to ask you, uh, what's your hangover cure? Do you have a, what's your go-to hangover cure? And also, is there a particular hangover that, it's out in your mind on your journey that is just <laughs> always going to be the of one part
1: hangover cure um sleep if you can i i don't know about i'm assuming <laughs> hangovers are more or less universal for me yeah my head feels terrible if i'm laying down it feels okay if i'm sitting up but all i want to do is lay down so you know, there's that throbbing. So, you know, I want to yeah. sleep and I want to close my eyes, but I can't. So it's been a minute since I've had a hangover. Thank God. I, you know, sometimes sure. I wake up and I feel yucky, but I haven't had like a full on hangover as far yeah, as like
0: wedding level here. Sure. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's been a while since I've had that kind of, Oh no. You know when my last hangover was, and <laughs> I'll, I'll use this as, as my, uh, whatever the second part of the, the the thing, um, my last hangover, I, before I did podcasting, I used to sell vintage clothing uh, online. Like a, it's a weird job, but I, I was fairly good at Whoa, that's it. And, cool. and I, I sold to some films and I sold to some musicians and, uh, but one of the, the highlights is I sold a, a suit to uh, a production company that was doing a film with Viggo Mortensen called Captain Fantastic, and on the cover of the the uh, on the poster and the cover of the DVD it was this suit that I I, I bought for seven dollars and I sold to somebody in California. And Viggo Mortensen wore that's incredible. That's it, such a good story. It, Holy it, shit! It, it's it's really like it was up until that point, up until today when I'm talking to you, it, it was the highlight of my life a- and. I, I went to my mom's house in North Carolina, and I brought a, a DVD with me, and I wanted to show her, and my brother came, and I was very proud, you know, and I also bought a, a bunch of um, Oscar Blues Ten Fitties. I don't know if you're familiar with that beer, it, it's an imperial stout. yeah. yeah, stop. Totally. yeah.
0: They, they I like a little uh, screen on it, so you can make a bowl out of the can.
1: I uh, maybe it's been a minute since I've had yeah, one. Yeah, I think
0: that's the brewery yeah. that does it uh,
1: But I bought sorry, a bunch of those, sorry. and the, it's called Ten Fifty because it's ten point five percent alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> a wine at
0: that point? Yeah, it's kind of.
1: And I I had yeah. a couple of those when we sat down to watch the film. I don't remember watching the film, and I woke Damn. up at I'm, I woke up at my mom's house, and I didn't want her to know I was hungover. <laughs> <laughs> so she, my mom and my brother live in a, a, a tiny little town in uh uh north carolina just you're a musician you know this landmark you know south of the border just past the Oops. yeah you know south of just past the, the border and on
0: top of, ground. of, course, of, co- of yeah. course no of course i know That's like one of the, the wild ass uh experiences of touring in the
1: south of, of course of time. Always, uh, south, uh, of the south of the border but they yeah. they if you're in north carolina the first proper city uh is lumberton and they live there and um oh, okay. yeah it's it's a nice enough town i i i'm glad i don't live there i'm glad my my brother and mother lived there but i i I was there, and I woke up, and man, I felt like shit. i I felt so bad. And I was trying <laughs> not to disappoint her. and I'm, and I kept running outside to throw up, like outside the her boards. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she had no idea. <laughs> but she didn't she acted like she didn't know. Like and I told her I didn't feel well. and And my brother came over. he looked at me, and he immediately knew, and he just kind of shook his head in disgust at me so uh, he had to go to work and he works in the optical department at Walmart in in, in Lumberton North Carolina he, he, he runs the optical optical department and, and I I went to pick up some supplies because I can't not go to Walmart when I'm at my mom's house even though I, I hate this store um and I I was walking to Walmart and I started just throwing up in the parking <laughs> and people were staring at me and I'm sweating and my head is throbbing you know that that throbbing the, I'm assuming oh, you, know, you seem like a nice person maybe you've never had a hangover and you, that's why you're asking you want to know what that's, it's like uh, um, no that's
0: a far from <laughs> okay. I,
1: I, um, I I threw up like all over the fucking house <laughs> it's so dumb <laughs> and I went in to visit my brother in the optical department and then I went in his bathroom and threw up some more and, uh, and then I went home to my mom's house and I played it off. And I, by that time I started to feel a little bad, but then the entire side of the family that lives down there, came, <laughs> I kept running out in the back, <laughs> back and forth out of the back. And to this day, my mom's never brought it up. She's never said you were hungover. Cause when she's seen me like hungover or drunk, uh, she'll always bring up that her father was an alcoholic. You know, your father Uh, wasn't, my father was an alcoholic. She, she always (laughs) brings that up. And you know, and I, yeah. I, 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 just, I tell her as I'm throwing up, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic. I, I just really, Yeah. Am,
0: nothing's going to make her hangover worse than like the, that heavy uh, yeah, the, uh, emotional declaration sh- about her, sh- her childhood. You know, about shaking <laughs> your finger
1: at me, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. 52 mom at that time. I was probably 50 or 51 and it, it should have been a celebration. <laughs> I was very proud, but, uh, now I, I, I look at that poster. We we've got a, like a, a copy of it here. Cause. Yeah, it was it was a cool moment in my life, you know Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, Ward. that's so cool. That's so yeah. awesome. It's and it's a good film too. Like if you want to check out a film during the during your uh, quarantine, uh, it's called Captain Fantastic. Uh nice. But uh, no, there there are no like cures for hangover. Here's a tip though, life tip: uh, if you're drinking for every drink you have, drink a, like a water, like a full glass of water, like back and forth, drink <laughs> yeah. drink a beer, drink a water, drink a beer, drink a water, and it, it will slow down your drinking. And I mean, one of the classic things about alcohol is it dehydrates you. One of the problems with that is you'll get up in the middle of the night and have to pee and you feel like shit in the middle of the night, but if you can get yourself back to sleep, it's it's a it's a solid life tip. I go with if I'm going to be drinking a lot, drink a beer, drink a water, drink a beer, drink a water. Um, I'm going to ask That's you some extremely questions.
0: Extremely sage advice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Know, yeah it.
1: Uh, question number one for you: An alien race has been recording every single human and their everyday lives. They're going to release it to the public. Who is the first person you binge watch?
0: Oh man. Uh... Definitely, don't, definitely not going to watch myself. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one. I guess probably, well, I can spin it and, and go like a positive route and, and watch somebody that I look up to, uh, you know, and see whether or not they like have tips or advice or whether or not the whole adage of like never meet your heroes uh, <laughs> is, 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 is true. But, man, that's fucking tough. Dude. I don't even know. Uh, definitely not anybody that I know because I don't want to change the nature oh, yeah. of our relationship. You it's know, pretty so solid. Like, yeah, 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 Not, 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 nothing like that. Maybe like I don't even know where I'm getting this. Maybe like The Rock or somebody. Maybe some just like wild ass uh, celebrity or something. I, I, I could see that. See that I, I, I don't, like. I don't know yeah.
1: much about that gentleman. Uh, he seems like a nice enough yeah, I mean, fellow. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, and uh, I just I,
0: watched Jumanji while I was stoned on the way back on the plane. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it, you said Jumanji, isn't that the the thing that Robin Williams was in? There, there, was an, is yeah, they there a they remade new one? it. Yeah, and The Rock's in it. They
0: remade it here. like The Rock, uh, the guy from Flight of the Conchords.
1: Okay. Uh, was it good? Was it alright?
0: Yeah, it was funny. You know, it's like for for like a, a half conscious plane. Um, for me, it was actually great. <laughs>
1: that's, that's totally totally right. it. Question number two for yeah. you: What's the single most important thing that you would ask your pet if you can get a human response from them? I think you have a pet, right? Like, do you have a dog? I, I, I did I yeah, see a I dog? Yeah,
0: a dog and a cat.
1: Okay, let's just say the dog, because uh, I like dogs. Cats are okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, what would I ask the cat, the dog? I'm like, get one response from him? Oh, so I want, I would. Man, it's a tough one because we we rescued our dog. We have no idea how old he is. Good for He's you. Either two, somewhere between two and five, or uh-huh. some shit. And we don't know anything about his life before we adopted him. And he had some like problem so it might be a dark story but i would love to know what he got into before he got to our house i would definitely ask him you know we don't know if he if he was with an english-speaking family or if he was like uh, in the woods like yeah I definitely definitely want to know his uh his story
1: i i have you built a backstory because all our animals have always had backstories that we built around them we currently have a rescue like german shepherd type type dog and she speaks very little English like and I actually yesterday I told her like her English was getting better uh it's a lot of uh dust good and yeah yeah that's good I go walk yeah that's good is there a backstory like to your animals or am i am i insane yeah we got we no, we've got a backstory for a cat who
0: uh who my fiance rescued from um from the woods in like a town in central Pennsylvania where she went to college. So the story, and she hates plastic bags. So it, it, it's a dark backstory. So anytime <laughs> it's, somebody it's takes a some plastic not, bag in the house, your cat takes off. Oh,
1: so like it,
0: something it, happened with a plastic bag. Oh, it's so sad.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's with
0: a, some like Pennsylvania people. So that, yeah, there's that backstory. <laughs> and for the can... dog, we just thought, yeah, we we had other dogs that we fostered before we adopted him, and they had actual funny backstories. Like one of them. His name was Young Bull. He got rescued from, like, the police surrendered him after, like, they arrested everybody at a house in North Philly. It's Young got, like, Bull. Okay.
1: And the big um, scary, the dog, the scary dog? Was it a scary dog or a little pussycat of a dog? No.
0: Oh, my God, no. He's, like, a little, like, 12 or maybe 10-pound oh, fluffy dog. But he's oh. a monster, uh, like, with energy and just, like, destroying things. He's hilarious. <laughs> I named him Little Pump. It's great.
1: Um, Your second question to me, please.
0: Sure. Uh, so this came up a bunch of times recently in my life. Have you ever been scammed? Like, uh, like, or or have somebody ever fished on you tried to scam you? For example, we had, um, uh, recently my friend was offered some freelance work in this huge elaborate scam to try to uh, get her money off of her. I had another friend actually from Orlando that went through the most insane scam that I ever heard in my life where these, these motherfuckers had him on the phone and they had him like walk. They told him they had his, uh, his wife.
1: Oh, and like, just
0: used these kind of like, uh, you know, linguistic programming kind of shit where they just like got him to walk up to an ATM machine. It was completely insane. So, yeah, I was wondering if you, uh, you ever get scammed.
1: That's, that's a sad. I'm sorry for that person. Oh, yeah, I might know uh, that I person. Mean, yeah, it, yeah. it worked out later. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. And his wife is fine. So good. Um, oh, yeah,
0: everybody was fine. It was just somebody who was so good at talking that they uh, uh, like, just, you know, ran circles.
1: About two years ago, my wife, we we had a little bit of mold in the house. It's kind of like part of living in Orlando or Florida, you know, you get mold, it happens. And my Mm -hmm. wife said, you know, Hey, I'm going to have this mold company come in and, and, you know, look at the mold. And they came in and over the course of an, and I, I was in sales and I like, you know, I was fairly good at it. And I know sales tricks and, and I'm, you know, normally I'd like to think I'm a little more aware of the hustle and sure. They came in and they they put some meter up there and they explained how scary it was and my my Rosie my German Shepherds barking like crazy and there were two guys and within the course of like like forty five minutes these these guys pressured the shit up where I'm signing shit and then they then there's like they had these like hazmat looking zippers they put over the room and there was this air suction thing (laughs) sucking out uh, all all the moisture and we had to like shut the air conditioner down and it was like three days without just any any air conditioner in Florida and then someone and then someone came and like rebuilt the entire air conditioner, like took it all apart and took it out. And someone cleaned the house within yeah. an inch of its life because it needed to be sterile. And then they billed our, our insurance company for like $16,000. And I, oh. I, I, I like, and we have, you know, we have a deductible. That's not that, that at all <laughs> because we're poor. <laughs> and uh, yeah. we went back and forth in I, I'm not normally a fan of insurance and stuff like that, but they really, really, really were great to work with to where they went back yeah. and forth with this guy. And he kept calling me and telling me that I needed to get the uh, insurance company to, to give him more money. And I kept going, dude, like, I don't got any money. Need to talk to them, you know, knock yourself out. Good luck with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and uh, at that point, I knew I'd been screwed. And yeah. magically, the amount of money that our deductible was was the mo- money that he accepted, a- and oh, of course, and then literally about two weeks after it all got settled, our air conditioner broke, and we had to buy a brand new air conditioner, which was another like Jesus. another like week and a half in July in Florida without AC, and it, it was, I, it still makes me angry to think that someone hustled me and I didn't, and I, I almost felt like I knew it was happening, but I just kind of wanted them to go away, so I was signing shit. You know just leave just go yeah, totally. away they, it will never get so bad that that i i and yeah they uh thanks for bringing that up it's
0: like the most vulnerable <laughs> position to be in like you 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 can't have any heat in the middle of july in florida you have like a mysterious, invisible infestation in your house that you don't understand. It's, it's know, like science. It's no yeah,
1: they're they're That's they're right they yeah. they're saying this shit that that you know I don't I don't know. And he showed me a meter and a scary like chart <laughs> and I and I'm like and I'm of course I'm calling my wife because she's like smarter than me and, and I'm like should we do this and she said well we'll explain the science and I'm like I can't explain the science I'm, I'm I got a high school education I don't understand what's going on I just want a podcast and mm-hmm. and, and the dogs barking like crazy and they're they're like sign it! It, sign it and i'm like please just leave me alone and i signed it and up went the hazmat tent and uh, yeah long story short we got a great air conditioner now and uh hopefully i'll never hear back from them uh <laughs> hopefully uh, we're, yeah, gonna, totally. we're gonna do a commercial la femme du fromage orlando's cheese shop three ways to get food curbside pickup 407-571-9947. They will run out to your car. You can go in their shop at the East End Market at 3201 Kareen Drive in beautiful Audubon Park. Or you can have it delivered via the East End Market app. There's no reason to be hungry. Le Femme Du Fromage is Orlando's cheese shop. Tell them you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. Have you been injured on the go? Remember, just call Mo. Just call Mo com got a business looking to advertise how about scotch and good conversation dinner good conversation or both email us over at scotch and good conversation at gmail.com or give us a call 407-446-4955 this part of the show is brought to you by compass box whiskey if the sun wasn't shining in my window i would probably pour myself a glass of delicious amazing artist kind of inspired compass box whiskey. They make scotch. Go over to your local liquor store. Right now in these troubled times, if you drink, you probably want scotch and you're gonna want compass box whiskey. Look on the shelf. Hopefully they have all the bottles, but look at the one that 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 just it speaks to you because they're they even their bottles are beautiful, even the the just the artwork and the, like twist it around and turn around so you read the story. They all have an interesting story. There there is something very punk rock about what they're doing. They're kind of like breaking the rules of of Scotch. They're 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 distilling these 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 scotches and the the powers, the, the the people who control Scotch are like, you can't do that. And they're like, yes we can and look you you just try to stop us. And I am so happy that I'm involved with Compass Box Whiskey. Get yourself a bottle right now. And also, we are sponsored by your button guy. Your button guy is my button guy. He makes pins for my podcast. He makes pins for a lot of the podcast here in town and businesses and uh, organizations. There are two ways to get a hold of him if you want him to make you uh, buttons. He is on Instagram and he is on Facebook. Doesn't have a phone number. Doesn't have... A, uh, a website. He's kind of a bad businessman, but he's got a really, really, really great product. He's inexpensive. He's got beautiful blue eyes, got a, an amazing beard. And your button guy is my button guy. Um, words, words, words. Oh, also, Hey, uh, while I got your attention, I've got another podcast. It's called dinner and good conversation. It's a little bit like this. I drink a lot. I, I talk too much, but my wife is involved, which makes it really super charming. Cause she's a, lot nicer person than i am what we do is we sit at our dinner table and we talk to people while we're eating dinner so if you're into if you're not into podcast it's such a dumb idea if you're not into podcasts where people are chewing food on the microphone this might not be the podcast for you but if you don't mind that it's 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 a good time dinner good conversation it's it's on all the 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 podcast things just go look it up also i'd love for you to go take a look at my patreon Patreon.com slash scotch and good conversation. I update it uh, every couple of days. There's blogs, there's videos, there's behind the scenes pictures. You get kind of get to find out what's going on behind the scenes. I show you my show notes, I show you after show notes, and every little, little teeny weeny dollar I make over there goes into helping me kind of keep the lights on in, in this place. So, uh, patreon.com slash scotch and good conversation i would love for you to be part of my little family and i'd appreciate it and i would love you forever and if i meet you and the coronavirus is done i will probably give you a hug this part of the show is also brought to you by uh, the on robinson they are one of my favorite local orlando things they are a bar but they are so much more there's art there's music there's books uh, on a semi-regular uh, uh, basis they will have the local astronomers club come and set out telescopes out in the back parking lot where you can have a beer and look wow. at at the heavens it's it's like a little piece of art the, the nook on robinson right now i can't go there and get a beer like i can't sit and have a beer there because uh florida uh we can't control our shit, and, and we, we we can't wear a mask but that's th- that you should still go and buy some local beers from the look of robinson they are selling beers out of their front door everything's super clean it's squeaky clean there's a big piece of plexi class. so you're not even like you're, you're never going to get cooties or a coronavirus or a purple from anybody in there everything's wiped down You're gonna pay about a buck or two more a six pack than you would if you went to one of the bigger box stores, but all the money goes locally. And hopefully when this is all done and we can go and drink together, I'll go there and I will buy you the cheapest beer on the menu, I promise. The Nook & Robinson is over in the Milk District at 2432 East Robinson Street. Buy your beers there. Do not buy them at a a giant corporate liquor store place. Buy local. Even and if you're listening someplace that's not Orlando, go to a local place and buy local. This uh this is a text and you can call in. Actually, this isn't a text. This actually is a voicemail. Uh you can call in 407-446-4955. If your voicemails don't suck, I will play them. The guy who left this voicemail, he uh his name is Nick Scout and he builds guitars for a living. He owns a company called Scout Guitars. And he is just a musician's musician, and he's he's a charming fellow with with great story. He was on uh, episode ninety three. He was a sponsor for a hot minute, and I know he loves your band. And he had a question for you.
0: Hey, Peter. Hey, Tom. It's Nick from Sky Guitars. I had a question, and it uh, kind of concerns songwriting uh, in general for uh, you. To so know if you ever revisit. Um, you know, any lyrics that you may have written when you were younger and then use them for newer songs or any guitarists that you wrote when you were younger that maybe just didn't make other records or uh, maybe just wasn't the time yet and you uh, revisited them and revived them or just took them exactly from those youthful days and kind of put them into your life now or if you just kind of write as you go and use whatever it is that you currently write for whatever records and songs that you guys are working on. Um, I love the last record. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, and Peter, you're doing a great job. Uh, and I love everything you guys put now. So, all right. Bye. Thanks.
1: So did you get that? Like Nick wants to know about your songwriting process.
0: That's a Yeah. Great question. Um, definitely take a lot of stuff from back in the day, which has been aided immensely by technology. So just being a little bit more organized digitally has allowed me to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, get like certain melodies or little lyric snippets like a chorus here or there and then stockpile them you can go back and refer to them which is which is really cool uh but for the most part it's kind of like while we're writing we write in blocks so the last couple years i haven't written as much in between the times that we appropriate for writing so like we will set a time of a couple months like hey we're going to write a record this time Or I'll be like, I'm going to write a song in this month about this thing. And then, you know, that way it stays on the mind constantly and I'm able to kind of work on it while walking around or while doing other things and and, and stuff like that. So it usually is like kind of a mindful all at once thing. But as far as the throwbacks go, there's definitely been times where we've gotten desperate Hmm. uh, and been like, we we have have to find something and then somebody will pull out like a voice memo on their phone. Uh, or i'll pull out a voice memo from, from forever ago from like walking home from the bar or from like waking up early or, or whatever it is there might be a little bit of a, a melody line whether it's a guitar line or or some kind of moving melody and then you know switch it put it into the key of the song and be able to take it back um, and as far as like switching from how we used to do it when we were younger and how we used to, or how we do it now uh, the biggest change has been actually being more paying more attention to the actual songwriting so reading books uh, about songwriting written by songwriters who would have thought that that would be helpful <laughs> uh, or just kind of like analyzing our process from um, I hate to use the word mindful because it has such like a, like a, like a connotation now, but just, just actually like paying attention to what we're doing and relying less on just like pulling notions from the void and actually trying to be a little bit more intellectual about the process has been immense. It's It's uh, uh, been immensely helpful and it's like, brought a whole new dynamic and, uh, uh, several layers to the process. That's Pretty, cool. Yeah. Like
1: it, it, it must yeah. be like, I guess you're kind of grew up around the digital age. You know, you, you've known this, but you, you haven't, it, it's not fully your whole thing, you know? And I, 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 can't even imagine what it was like, you know, when it was just pen and paper, you know, you get an idea and in the middle of the night you write it down and, and, and scratch it down. Or you just said walking home from a bar, you know, holy shit! I got to remember that. I got to. I got to get home. I got to get home or have a piece of paper. I got you know, or you carry it like a notepad. Yeah. You know, and I. Yeah. I. This podcast is like the most creative thing I've ever done, so you know it's a it's like I wake up in the middle of the night and and I'm like, holy shit! I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, I, I got to remember to do this. And I, I, it must be daunting for you as as a creative individual you know and i I don't, I don't my always my always question for people who 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 make something artistic is how do you know when it's done like it, it, that's got to be annoying
0: <laughs> yeah that's a that's a that's a a, a good question it, yeah it, it's super annoying sometimes well early in our career we could never finish songs that's why if you listen to our first record or <laughs> our, then our second record the ending of the songs is always like out in the song kind of wild ass instrumental tangent that we just couldn't figure out how to to get to the you know to the end of it um so yeah you know i want to like the romantic notion would be to say that it's never done but it's uh that's not true in all cases like so when it comes to the the creative part of writing a song like uh there are definitely lyrics and like um instrumental things that we'll do from songs that are five ten years old yeah. two years old whatever yeah, we change lives because we're, you know, adapting it to that space, but it's also um, changing exactly what it is, like the essence of it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's done, I guess, when we when we get into the studio and we decide this is what we're going to put it down.
1: Um, it that's like- uh,
0: definitely the way we finish it.
1: I imagine a good producer helps with that also. You know, so want to go, yeah, it's done. You know, you just da-da, put a da-da at the end, and there, boom, done, like, on to the next yeah, song.
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, working with uh, a producer like Will or like with the other guys we've worked with, um, that isn't just, like, a glorified engineer. So a lot of times when bands are first going to the studio, you're just re-recording with better equipment what you had beforehand, whereas when we work with a producer, we're kind of like, talking about the creative elements of the song and like how we could restructure it or what we can use to make it what it is or what exactly it is. You know, like that, that's definitely helpful because it's also not just the four of you. It's like a, a semi authoritative voice. Even if that authority doesn't exist, it's just like a reassurance that, what you are thinking or what you're trying to, to, to get to the end of is,
1: is yeah, it, it's someone to tell you, you know, Hey, I, 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 an objective set of eyes who, who is, it's basically a mommy, <laughs> you know, it's like, my, my, you know, one hundred percent. that's a dumb idea. Don't do that. Or that's a really good idea. Or maybe it w- <laughs> would be a bet a little better this way. You know, I, I, I never, yeah. I never thought about it. I got, a some good friends who recorded with Steve Albini. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I, I know he's like smart. And, yeah, right. yeah. And they, they said it was the most frightening couple of days, you know, but he was all business. <laughs> they said that he, they went into his studio and he put on like a jumpsuit. And the minute the jumpsuit mm-hmm. went on, he was like, okay, you're being built, you know, so work. And they were, you know, they were a typical younger twenties guys, like the, the, the kind of thought they were punk rock so they're drinking and he's like whatever you're being built man he's kind of pointing at his watch and you do what you do you you know i'm just sitting here i'll just just play around uh here is a commercial injured on the go remember just call mo red light red light beer parlor is central florida's home for craft beer award-winning in-house brews hundreds of bottles and cans all available to you to go and bring home and enjoy they are located at 2810 Kareen drive swing by today grab something give them a follow on social media to see what's up and support local red light red light beer parlor
0: ah dinner time pleasant unemotional conversation helps digestion
1: Don't monopolize the conversation and go on and on without stopping. Nothing destroys the charm of a meal more quickly. Don't discuss unpleasant
0: topics such as gruesome sights or sounds. Do remember simply this. The dinner table is no place for discontent.
1: Dinner good conversation, a place for discontent. Available wherever you find good podcasts. Question number four for you. The earth is transformed into a free for all battle royale. Everyone gets gifted the superpower and only 1 million people may survive. What is your power and what is your strategy?
0: Okay, uh so th- 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 there's no stipulations or limitations on the weapon or the
1: uh You do you superpower. man. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Uh I suppose that my superpower would have to be some kind of like mass ubiquitous telepathy. <laughs> Yeah, people understand the strategies or the groups that are forming, the balkanization of the entire world, I guess, in this purge-like scenario. Nice uh, to be able to to to, to foresee what's coming, and what's in, and and what's not gonna happen. And then the weapon, I guess, would probably be, you know, some kind of like endless uh, directed energy weapon, like <laughs> uh, like some kind of laser beam that just has no bounds or rules around it that I can control with my mind as well. So yeah, we're 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 getting like full on. Like, if you mix, what's that uh, comic book movie? X-Men. If you mix uh, Cyclops with uh, Professor the Bald
1: Guy. Okay, Professor the Bald Guy. (laughs) We'll call him Professor Peter. I like it. I I was thinking I would just have the ability to fly into space and go, like, hang out on another planet until the whole thing was over. And then just come back, you know. That just boom done. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Run by, just run away. Yeah, like I, I, I come from like a long buy. line of cowards. Just run away until the whole thing's over. It's what I'm doing with the coronavirus. <laughs> I just barely leave the house unless I have to. Oh, uh, question. Sure. <laughs> so dumb. Like I, I, I just, I just want this to be over so I can go have brunch. Question <laughs> number five for you. When we're, <laughs> we're almost done, um, what toy that you had as a child would wreak havoc if toys came to life, assuming it had the exact same powers? It had as a child so if you had like a, a robot that shot a laser uh, it would have that what toy did you did you have as a kid that would actually wreak the most havoc if it came to life and it became evil uh
0: that i had a chemistry set <laughs> <say>
1: that, <laughs> See, your parents gave you a chemistry set <laughs> wow. yeah i had a
0: chemistry set uh i would imagine that that would probably be the uh the, the you know very powerful and and dark as if it came to life <laughs> became sentient and was evil uh, just the building blocks of the physical world to be able to be manifested as yeah what, it would men
1: well was, was it basically a lot of vinegar and baking soda and like a volcano or, or uh, I, I'm I'm intrigued by chemistry set because <laughs> this
0: was uh, uh, yeah, it was yeah. Like, there's nothing there's nothing caustic or anything okay. too intense or, or <laughs> high acidic or high base it was like a, you know it had like sodium bicarbonate in it it was like xantham gum.
1: Yeah. Uh, shit like that. Yeah. Were you like? Did you ask for this, or did they just want to make you the smartest boy?
0: Yeah, no, I asked for it. Yeah, it was wow. in the, it was in the uh, like the Sears Christmas catalog or like, whatever. You know, like we used to physically look at stuff
1: and be like, "Can I this Yeah, that's a. I, yeah. I think my brother had a chemistry set. It was. I distinctly remember wanting it. Like it was metal and it opened up and it had like beakers and and test tubes and shit. And I wasn't allowed to touch it. And, of course, I did, and eventually <laughs> eventually all the test tubes and shit broke. And I think I, I probably kept my Matchbox cars in it or at some point. But, uh, yeah, good answer. Yeah. Uh, qu- qu- question number six for you. Who do you know that I don't know who should come on the podcast? This is where mm-hmm. I get to you to go through your Rolodex in your mind of all the cool people you know and, and uh, then say – Peter, you should call this guy, and then you call that guy for me, and you see if they'll come on the podcast, and then I'll reach out to them. See, it's a trick. The whole thing is just a trick until I talk to Bono. Oh,
0: sure. So I, uh, Do you know Bono, uh, by the chance. thing? No. Okay. No, I, don't, I don't know Bono. Okay, or Paul <laughs>
1: Westerberg. I would accept Paul Westerberg also.
0: Never met him. Huge all fan, but uh, all anyway. all right. yeah, that'd, yeah. Be, that'd be incredible. You know, so there's this guy uh, Brendan Kelly who plays in the Lawrence Arms, mm-hmm. um, a band that is a huge influence of ours. They're incredible. The guy thinks on his feet um, better than, than than most people you meet in your life. He's a great conversationalist. I know he just started a podcast um, kind of recently, so and they have a new record coming out soon um, in the next couple of days. So he'd probably be a fantastic guest.
1: Cool. Hit hit him up. Let me know if if uh, if he's interested. I'd like to think it's not your normal interview. You know, a lot of lot of. You probably have never had a chance to talk about the chemistry set during during an interview with people. So you know. no,
0: definitely not. He's a, and especially with like you know the kind of research that that you did even for this interview. It's uh I should be flattering made for an interesting conversation, which is uh, kind of a contrast to a lot of the typical music uh interviews that we do which is kind of usually a cut and paste you know copy and paste kind of situation I but yeah those. i think he'd, be, yeah. Uh, he'd really flourish flourish cool. in this uh, environment
1: thank you so much uh websites plugs you got a myspace is there where can we find your music and your podcast
0: i hope we don't have a myspace anymore. <laughs> you can go to futurefriday.net uh to see my podcast uh, and you can just search the Menzingers on whatever your, yeah,
1: you're, your preferred <laughs> method of streaming you got, you got, is. You guys are around someplace. Yeah, it's around. I ain't worried about you. Uh, thank you so much. I hope you had a good time. <laughs> Give me one second. I'm going to do my little yeah, plugs man. here. Uh, the halting theme of sure, Scotch and Good so Conversation much. is written by my buddy and no slacker musician himself. His name is CJ Mask, and he is a, 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 a musical everything. If you need a hired gun, he plays like every instrument in the world. On my both on theme my theme songs for both my podcasts, he played every instrument on it. Uh, if you need a, a record like produced or mixed or if, if you need someone to just do some guitar work or any kind of music work get at me I will get you at him he's a charming fellow and just like every other musician in the world right now he can't go out and tour and I'm sure he's looking for something to do so if you need something get at me I just I just love me some CJ and, and he wrote me this, my themes for free so I figured maybe some someday someone will will want to go. Hey, have Peter, have, have CJ call me. Uh, Patreon.com slash scotch and good conversation. Go over there. There's naked pictures of me there. Like if you pay two fifty dollars a month, <laughs> you get to see naked pictures of me. It's the absolute truth and blogs <laughs> and and uh, it, it's worth it just to see my, my ass cheeks. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Go follow me. It's a lot of fun. If you want to leave a voicemail or a text, 407-446-4955. You guys, the world is a confusing place. There's a lot of uncertainty, Uh, rally around your friends, take care of them, pet dogs, ride bikes, hydrate, and remember to breathe.
0: TFT Media Production.